Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Hemi Saunders, an entrepreneur and master certified business and life coach. Hemi's had ups and downs, but after leaving an unhealthy marriage and becoming a broke single mom, she didn't recognize herself or her life. After hitting rock bottom, she made some drastic changes turned a life around and has since created five successful businesses and is now a self-made millionaire. Since then, she has taught and inspired thousands of women through weight loss, mindset, relationships and business. From her experiences, Amy has made it her life mission to help women uncover their purpose and expose their strengths so they can create a thriving life they love. In this interview, Amy shares her story, how to overcome people-pleasing and uh, limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck where you are, so you can create a thriving business and life you love. Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. It's so excited to have you here. I know we have so much to share, you have an amazing story. So I want to invite you to share that with our listeners and yeah. also how you knew that this was the thing you were meant to do. Yeah. Okay, great. So my story does start back really with how I was conditioned conditioned as a child. Sorry, all of a sudden I'm slipping in my words. So when I was a child, I was taught to basically not speak up, be quiet, agree. And if you have anyone that's older than you, so any kind of elder, even if this means like my sister, that's two years older than me, I respect them, which also meant just never speak my voice and say, yes, even if I don't want to do it, I have to say yes. That was how I was conditioned. That was how I was, my entire childhood was. And I like to start there because it really conditioned me to believe that what I had to say didn't matter, that it was not important and that I needed to please everybody else at the expense of myself. So I learned how to betray myself really, really, really good. (laughs) And it was so good. I was so good at it that I, I am a free spirit. I am very motivated and I've always been driven. So there was that side of me that was still intact. But when a guy proposed to me after dating for only three weeks, I said, yeah. And I didn't want, (laughs) yeah. And I like to tell that story because it is a huge piece of my, my growth and how I changed and developed and all the things, because when he said yes to me, or when I said yes to him, I did not want to marry him at all. There was nothing in my body that was like, oh, this is the guy for me. I had knots in my tummy. 
my heart was racing, not because I was excited, but because I was freaking out. And what I said was, so, so he's on his knee and I'm looking at him and I'm freaking out because what I want to say is, no, I will not marry you, but I don't want him to feel bad. And so what I say is, did, did you ask my dad? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, how did you ask my dad? Because I've been dating here for three weeks. Like, when did you even do this in my head? That's what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking the fact that he hasn't asked my dad is my way out to say no, but he's like, oh yeah, I, I asked him and he said, yes. And I was like, oh, well, okay then. Yeah. So I said, yes, not wanting to. And I tell that story because that's how far away from what I wanted. I was, I was willing to marry someone making the biggest decision of my life. And I didn't even want to do it, but I didn't want him to feel bad. And that was more important than me actually telling him what I truly desired, which was, no, I don't want to marry you. So I tell you that story because from there, I was married to him for 11 years. My religion that I am a part of is they frown on divorce. So you do not get divorced. You stick it out no matter what. And I had three kids. We were totally broke and I was miserable and I'm like a free spirit. So I just felt so out of tune with myself that I, I didn't even really know who I was when I looked in the mirror, like this is not the life that I thought I would have at all, but he looked the part, he checked all these boxes that looked good on the outside, but behind our closed doors, it was a very unhealthy, abusive marriage and relationship. And so it, I didn't finally get out because of. I was listening to myself. I got out because I didn't want my two boys to think that this is acceptable with the way he was treating his wife. That is really what got me out. At that point, I became even more broke. I didn't think that was a thing that you could even become more broke, but you can. And from there, I was away from him and I was able to start asking myself questions like, what do you want? What is the kind of lifestyle that you dream about? And I started doing my own thought work, which is what I'm sure we'll talk a lot about today of tuning inward. And so I do want to talk a lot about self-trust and it's something that I'm learning more about every day because it's not something that you're just done. But so my, where I am now, my story's not over because it's always going right. But where I am now is I was able to rebuild my life. I got remarried. We now have seven kids between the two of us little crazy. And within five years, I went from being totally broke. When I met my now husband, he also did not have any money. I think that's important to add because it's not like I married him and we had money. So when I got married to him and we started working together within five years, we were able to create a seven figure lifestyle, creative businesses. At this point, I've been able to help just so many women step into their power and into their truth and show them what's possible. So that is my story, a little bit long-winded, but also that is the cliff notes version of where we've been because people look at me and they're like, oh, she's so successful. People sometimes think it's luck. I'm like, no, it's a lot of work. It comes down to your belief of how you're feeling about yourself and what you truly believe is capable, what you're capable of. And when you step into that, amazing things can happen. And that's where I am with my lifestyle now. I never, I mean, I dreamed of this, but I didn't know if it ever become a reality for me. And now it's reality. So 
I'm passionate about teaching other people how to do that, especially women, because I think a lot of us do think that it's that we got to take care of our husbands and our kids and everything else. And we forget about our dreams. And I'm like, we can actually show up so much more powerful if we do those plus give ourselves what we need so that we can show up, you know. So there you go. There's 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 my story. Thank you for sharing and for being so vulnerable with us. It's amazing how you were able to transform your life. And I can so relate to what you were sharing. As many women, we are taught to put everyone else in front of us. And I've had an experience where I almost killed my business because I was so focused on my partner and my friends and making sure that everyone in my life was okay to actually take care of myself and my needs and my dreams. Putting yourself first and going for your dreams is so radical. And yeah. people please, it really is one of the main obstacles that stop women from making their money desire. So I'm curious to know, are you still suffering to an extent from people pleasing? And how did you were able to overcome it? Yeah, I love that question. And truth is, I always say I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I do. It's like I tend to shift back into that because it was what I knew for so long. You look at your life and you're like, I've been in this lane, people pleasing for years and years and years. And now I'm in this lane. It's only been a few years. And so it's like, my default is to go back to the people pleasing. I have to stop. So what got me out of it was really tiny, little, simple things that became big things. And they started with asking me, what do I want? Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that from a place of selfishness, like it's all about me. What do I want? I'm saying our soul knows what's best for us. Like our body too, our physical body will tell us what's best for us, but we have to slow down and actually listen. Like when my ex-husband proposed to me, my body was in knots. My heart was racing. My mind was crazy because my whole being knew that I should say no. Right. But instead I ignored, it. I did something else that my whole body knew was not good for me. And so when I was that far out of whack with what I wanted, that's where it started. So I had to say when it, it started, as I was leaving my husband, little tiny things, Amy, what do you want for dinner? Instead of cooking just what he wants today, you get to choose what you want. Not the kids, not your husband, you like, so, so small, right? But I would cook what I wanted. Like, guess what? You matter too. I would, this also super, super small, but also important. I would go to the mall by myself without kids, without husband, just even for an hour. What do I want? I can walk into that store and it's okay if I buy myself a shirt. So super, super simple. But as I did that, it grew. And so I started reading. I always have been in self-development books. I did read those the whole time, but I started really saying, okay, if this person was able to do this, why can't I, if they can, I can. And so I really took on that belief too. Like if they can, I can, and all those little things started adding up and things would feel good to my soul. And I'd be like, okay, that is a part of me that I need to really hone in on. Why is my soul singing about this really small, simple thing about like me eating what I want to eat or me doing yoga at nine o'clock at night, instead of just turning on the TV 
to watch a show with him. And of course I still, even though I was on my way out of that relationship, I still did a lot of things for him and for my kids and all the, all of that, but it was coming in and really, truly asking myself, sitting with it. What do you need? What do you need right now? And what do you need this week? Just all those little things. But as I did that, they got easier. I became a better version of myself because I was actually taking care of myself. And then I was able to show up better for my kids, but also have the strength to finally leave, which that's a hard thing. You know, it was 11 years. He's the father of my children. My religion was totally against it. It was like, I was creating a completely new lifestyle and it was so scary, but it was like, okay, if I believe I'm a religious person, so if I believe that whatever anyone who's tuning in, whatever your religious beliefs are, said something bigger than you. I think most people think there's something out there bigger than themselves. If I believe that, do I believe that they want me to be miserable? I don't believe that a God wants me to be miserable. So what happens when I do put trust and faith in myself and in a higher being? And that's really, so it just got bigger and bigger to where I was like, okay, Yeah. And then when I met my now husband, we were so well matched. And I think it's because I was ready. I was ready for a healthy relationship. And so that's where it started. But self-trust is hard, (laughs) but it gets easier. You know, it gets easier as you become more in tune with yourself. Thank you for sharing that. I agree that there is a God, whatever you want to call it, whatever your belief system is and it wants us to be happy and joyful and on purpose my belief is that when we get these challenges or we get in these situations that we we judge us bad that is a challenge that god gave us to help us overcome the things that hold us back yeah so another thing that i did i would trust in him but also in myself that i do know what's best for me a lot of times i think as women too we think we don't know what's best for us because we let our brains do the work the thinking but our soul does know what's best for us our heart does know so if we hone in on that we are going to get answers but another thing i want to talk to your audience about was those beliefs so beliefs are really just thoughts that you've thought so many times that now it's a belief, right? And our brain is incredible and it can rewire itself. But a lot of times we like to hang in these patterns that we've known for so long because that's what's comfortable because that's what we know. And so another big part of my work was trusting that I can rewire my brain, trusting that I can have more in my life and then taking the steps to do it. And so when you break it down, your Beliefs are just thoughts that I've already spoke about, but your thoughts are just thoughts. They're not you. They're things that your brain is bringing to you. And the majority of the time they're lies. And that's where our limiting beliefs come from is all of these lies that we've told ourselves over and over and over again to where we start to believe it. And from your thoughts that when you have a thought, it breeds a feeling and we always act from our feelings. And so If you have this, this thought that I'm not good enough, or my business is failing, you're going to feel that feeling that comes up as a feeling of failure or inadequacy or imposter syndrome. And when you're hanging in that space, there's not space to just move to the next level, to scale and do all the things because you act from that feeling when you're feeling like you're full of failure, what are you doing? 
You're not going to do the things that bring you success. I mean, you're probably procrastinating. You're wallowing in your, like, I can't get this done. I'm not good. People aren't listening to me. Entrepreneurship is no joke, right? We get to call our own shots, but it's also, I believe one of the hardest professions because there's so many ups and downs. There's so many ups and downs because we're super high. We're super, it looks like we're figuring things out. So it's an amazing breeding ground to be able to like become the best version of yourself and to be able to create the most impact, but it also can keep you in that space of, well, it works for her. It doesn't work for me. When you're hanging out in that thought process, you will self-sabotage. And so one thing that was helpful for me is to even have like bridge thoughts, or I'm believing that I can do this. I'm starting, I'm doing the right things success is inevitable, really thinking, okay, this thought doesn't serve me. What is something that can? And so it's like, you pick a new thought, just like you can pick a new outfit. I don't like that outfit. That outfit is ugly. So what if I put on this one that's cute and that makes me feel a little better? (laughs) You think about the thoughts like that, then you can really start to like change your reality. And For me, it was so far away from knowing what I wanted. It's an ongoing process. And I'm like, I made it. It's something that I'm consistently working on, but it's like, no, what do I want? Do I want to help this person? Yes. Okay, great. Then I'm going to help them full heartedly. No, then I'm going to say no. And that's okay. It doesn't mean anything bad about me. What do I want with my business? All right. I want to get to six figures. I want to get to seven figures. Okay. So how am I going to do that? If I believe that that thought process is true, then I need to show up like a seven figure business owner. Is she the bottleneck? No, she has people in place doing the things that need to be done. Is she sitting on the couch thinking about how bad she sucks because her business isn't growing as fast? No, she's not. She's out there doing the things. She has confidence. She's showing up. And so it's like, where do you want to be? And how far away are you from being that person? So it's like learning to show up Anyway, in the things that need to be done, I know, but before we hit record, we talked about that a lot of people just get really busy doing busy work that doesn't actually bring in the funds. We all know because it kind of makes us feel good. Like we're so busy, but that doesn't really change the bottom line. What are you so scared of doing that's going to bring in the money and why? Because everything that's a little scary is going to help you grow into that version of yourself that is going to be the entrepreneur that has the success. That is the theory and the things that I have abided by and done and practice every day so that I can continually grow and continually like expand in my business. And I love, I mean, I love talking about, obviously I'm like chatting your ear off right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for bringing that up. I know that there are so many people that understand the massive work is part of building a business. But at the same time, there is so much noise out there about mindset work only being about picking a different thought and journaling and affirmations, which is all valid and is all part of mindset work. And and it's all things that I do every day myself. But as you pointed out, at some point, you have to act like that person. You You have to do the things that scare you. I believe that we always know what is going to bring us the money and the success. Then we have all these reasons and fears that put us off. So for someone that they know deep down what the next step is to success. Mm-hmm. 
but fear is still holding them back. What would you say to them to get them to take the first step and start becoming the person that can have what they want? One quote that I love and that I live by that I heard years ago is the cave you fear holds the treasure you see. And so you have to go through that cave. You have to go through that scary thing. It might be dark. It might be like, you have no idea where you're going, but you have to go through it to get to that treasure. And once you get to the treasure, you're going to be okay. You know, you're going to be okay anyway, even on your way to get the treasure, but you might not think you're going to be okay. And so if you're having fear, I want you to ask yourself is holding back because of fear, the person that you want to be, is that worth it to you? Because fear is ultimately just a feeling. It's just something that you feel. It's not going to kill you. You're not going to die. Your kid's not going to die. You're like nothing really, really bad is actually going to happen other than it doesn't feel good. And a lot of times that fear comes up because we don't want to be judged or we don't want to stand out. But if you're listening to this podcast and if you're an entrepreneur, there's a part of you that does want to stand out because that's what we do. We disrupt the world through entrepreneurship. That's what we do. And so you holding back, you holding your voice and you playing small because you're scared is actually going to, first of all, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to help nearly as many people as if you just are bold and just go for it. But also you're not going to become that version of yourself that is worthy of the six figure, the seven figure, et cetera. Like all of that comes as you go through that fear. And so you have to look at the fear and be like, is holding back worth it? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to challenge you to get uncomfortable every single day. If you're not feeling uncomfortable, then you're not growing. You're staying stagnant and you don't sign up for any kind of entrepreneurship type business of anything. If you're wanting to stay stagnant, if you want that, then go get a full-time job. And if you're, if you have a full-time job and you're like, oh, now I'm offended. I'm not trying to offend at all. I'm just saying, this is the stuff. This is the work that's going to change your life is moving through that fear. So ask yourself is not going live today going to help me and my business or take away from it is not following up because I'm scared. They might say no going to help move the needle forward or back. Don't make anything that goes on in your business. Many mean anything about you. Like if someone tells you no about your service, we like to take it really personal but technically they're just saying no about service because they don't want it. What about if you offered them a cookie and they're like, no, I don't want the cookie. Are you going to be really offended that they didn't take the cookie? No, but we tend to make it mean something about us. And so it's like all those little things that make that like make you get uncomfortable or that scare you. Just remember that quote, the cave you fear holds the treasure you seek. Move through that cave, move into that cave and go get your treasure because you're going to be so much better off, like in so many different ways of your life, not just the money. Like it's not just about the money. It's who you become in the process and all the people you help along the way. Do you want to help them or not? Go help them, go do the things, but you are going to feel uncomfortable and that's okay. It's part of it. Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And 
my business was growing at the snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months and my loved one didn't leave me. If you too are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious, it's like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you are going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs 
all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. I love the quotes and I love the points that you made. I feel everyone wants the strategy to six, seven figures, forgetting that money comes from people and from making an impact in their life. And so if you let your fears hold you back because it feels scary, you're not going to get the life that you want. I really resonate with what you're saying. I worked with several coaches over the years. I'm sure you have to. This is a journey and it's about overcoming our fears. The question that my coach always asks is, let's play the whole day through. Let's look at the worst case scenario. What could go wrong? What could happen if you do something and you mess up? And in the worst case scenario, it just stays like where I am or something that is not very scary. What's stopping you? And literally it's the feeling because my brain knows after doing this exercise, that nothing really bad is going to happen. I'm not going to die or anything horrible. But really it's the feeling that is the only thing that's stopping me. And I started to reframe that as the feeling of being alive. If I want to feel alive, I get to go through this and go into the cave, find the treasure and live the life that I want. Because the alternative is, is worse. Literally that feeling lasts two seconds once you are in it, once you do it. But all that procrastinating just feels so much worse. Yeah, such a great point. When you don't do the things, you actually have a lot of guilt and stuff around it because you didn't do the things. Like I didn't do it again. Another thing that I want to offer you is that part of living and being a human means that we are going to have good emotions and we're going to have ones that don't feel good. So ones that feel good and ones that don't feel good. It's 50-50. Life is 50-50. There's highs, there's lows. Ultimately, feelings are feelings. And when you procrastinate or you don't do the things that you like have on your list, you're just like, so you feel crappy anyway. So you might as well just do it. But once you get past it, you feel amazing. And so why wouldn't you want that? I was coaching someone last week. She went live. So she doesn't like to go live because she really tries to hold back with her voice. And so I was coaching her and we'd gotten on the call and she had gone live that day and she was so excited to tell me, Oh my gosh, I went live. It was fine. She did not die, (laughs) but she also was frustrated that there's only eight people that watched her life. And I'm like, look, she's all, well, when I was part of this like big company, like over 50 people would be on our lives. I'm like, well, they have a bigger network. So you can't look at it like that, but you've just started your business and eight people were watching. And so she was like discouraged that it was only eight. She was proud that she went live, but then she was discouraged. There was only people that watched in the end. One of them said that they want to work with her. And another one got on her calendar for a discovery call. And I was like, okay, (laughs) so you did the thing and you feel amazing. You did the thing that was scary and you feel amazing. And now you have some leads and you only had, and eight people is eight people. That's eight people that wanted to know what you had to say. And their life is better because of it. So as soon as I showed her everything, she was like, oh my gosh, this is a great thing. I was like, all of it was good. And there was things she learned, you know? So it's like, a lot of times when we do something new, it is a little bit scary, 
But once we do it, feel amazing because we conquered something scary. We have that much more confidence to then go do it again and then add more. So if I can do that, how can I do better? What can I do next time that's going to help even more? And that's where your business really starts to take off because you're doing the things. You're doing the things that bring in the money. It's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. It's so easy to get caught up in the numbers, but really it's about value. It's about making that impact on the person delivering so much value that they want to work with you. We all start small, but it's about delivering so much value that even if you only have one person, she's going to want to book a call with you. So I love that. And I'm also curious to know you built several businesses. So what is the one thing, or maybe it was more than one, whatever you want to share. What is the one thing that you were scared to do? But the ones you did, it changed everything. I'm trying to think what the one thing is. So I do try and do scary things all the time now. And the the one thing, oh, okay. So one thing that comes to my mind right now, I'm going to think on that for a second, but last year, so I also have a real estate business where I have multiple rental properties and really we've stayed, the rental properties that we've picked up have been long-term rentals and they are like less money. Like they're usually like $500,000 or less for these properties. And last year I was like, okay. And they're local. So they're where I live (laughs) last year. I'm like, I'm going to go out on a whim and do something totally scary and see, I had no idea how it was going to work. The math didn't make sense, but I was like, I'm just going to see if I can make this happen. I wanted a beach house in Florida, which is on the other side of the country, United States from where I live. And I did it. I bought a beach house. It was over a million dollars. And it was really, really scary because we were putting so much money out there to afford this house is like a million dollar property. So that was really scary thing for me. And we were doing an Airbnb, which means a newer type of property. Like I've only done long-term rentals, but I was like, if other people can do it, I'm going to figure it out. And so I did it. And on the other side of it, I still was like, I hope the numbers work. I hope people rent this place from us. There's no guarantee, but It felt so good that I was like, I'm just going to try this and see if it works. I think it can, but I have no idea. And it's on the other side of the country. I'm going to have to have a company out there too that manages it. I can't be out there all the time. You know, so there's just a lot that went on. And I tell that story because that was something that was really scary that I did this last year. But those kinds of things prove to you that you can you get past it. A lot of the scary things for me, I've realized are connected to being visible, putting myself out there within my program. And then also money because money, I have to stay in an abundance mindset, but I was taught that money was so limited. And so I was, I grew up in like a very scarcity type home with people with really small thinking around money. And so that still comes up for me. And so another thing that was really scary is I wanted to build like an amazing pool in my backyard. But again, the finances scared me at the time. And I thought, how can I make a business out of this that I can one, write off the pool for taxes. And then two, like create money out of this thing that I want for my family. I wanted the pool to have parties in my backyard and have my kids swim. That's why I wanted it, but how can I make this work for me? And so I started offering swimming lessons. Had no idea. I'm not a swim instructor. I had no idea if it'd work. Built the pool, everything worked out. And now we have over 300 kids and it's a 10 week program. And we run over 300 kids through the program. So um, 
that's another thing. It's like all those little things are scary and you don't know if they're going to work out, but that's when you move into your self-trust. I'm like, okay, I, this is an educated decision. I have no idea how it's going to pan out, but I'm going to move forward with faith and trust in myself that I can figure it out. So one thing I would say, as I'm like rambling with these stories is everything is figure outable. And sometimes things don't make sense on paper financially at the time when I put in that pool, it did not make sense, but I was like, Hey, I want it. And I think I could figure it out. And so I did. And now that pool actually makes us money. It was just a thing I wanted, but now it makes us money. Amazing. So it's like, what can you do? Just move forward. If you want the thing, take the next step and see that it's okay. And then take the next step and you're like, Oh, it's still okay. And then you keep moving forward. Even if it doesn't make sense. Now my Florida property, just to give you an update of where we're at. So we've had the property for 10 months now, about 10 months, and it has increased in value over $300,000. So the value property has gone up over $300,000 and it's booked most of the time. So it makes money for us on the monthly, but then also it was a 300 in a year. We profited $300,000. If I was to sell that today, that would be the profit. Even in this crazy industry or market where things are volatile, it's gone up. So was it a good decision? Yes. Did it scare the crap out of me? Yes. It was so scary. It was the most money I've ever put into a property, you know? So I don't know. Those are things that have happened a little more recently in the last few years, but it's the same principle. It's the same principle where it's like, okay, yeah, this is scary, but I'm going to take the next step. What is the next step? I don't know what it is. Okay. Guess what? I can learn it or I can talk to someone who already knows it. Okay. Next step. So you just keep moving forward. And as you do that, it's like on the other side, you're like, Whoa, okay. That that's okay. And there's times where I failed too. I don't want to sound like I've just done everything great. Cause I haven't, there's so many businesses that have fell, but from those businesses, I've been able to learn something that has then helped me in other ways with what I do now. That is an amazing story. We are taught to make decisions with our heads. But then every time that I did that, I always felt unhappy and like something is not right here. This may be good on paper and there may be the safer option that everyone approves of. But my heart wants something different. What I'm hearing you say is that these decisions were scary, but... They also excited you because you really wanted that. And so it's, again, following your intuition and figuring out later how to make it work. And I'm curious to know if you always had this approach or if it's something that you developed over time and if so, how? It is something that develops. It gets stronger over time the more you practice it, right? So in the beginning, like the stories I told earlier, it was literally like, what do I want? Do I want my future to look like? Okay. Do I believe that can happen for me? At the time, I was like, I don't know that it can. That sounds crazy. But what can I do today? And what can I do this week? And it's the small things over time that compound. It's the small things that you do little by little by little that then create bigger results. Another story that I can share is when I moved into this house I live in now. So it's a multi-million dollar property. And again, when we were building it, it made no sense financially. Like it's like, I don't know how we're going to get into this thing, but we did a ton of sweat equity. So I was active, like actively working on building this property. 
once we got into the house, real estate values went way up and it's totally changed our life. But at the time that didn't make sense either. So I guess what I'm telling everyone is <laughs> a lot of times things don't make sense. And if it feels good, if your body and your soul is, if you're like, okay, yes, there's going to be the fear and it's going to be scary when you try anything new, that is most likely what's going to happen. But if you feel like this is what I should do, go for it little step by little step and things get your risks and stuff. You can take bigger ones over time. Beginning, it might be small, but you're doing it. Just do it. Oh, I agree with that. And you mentioned a few times about taking consistent daily action. So I'm curious to know what habits or rituals did you start to implement to change your life? Yeah. Love the question because I do do things every single day. So my morning routine, I think is what has really helped my success as a whole. And so my morning routine every single day, and it has been this way for years is when I get up, okay, certain things are important to you, right? Important to me. And I want to make sure as an entrepreneur, we can get so caught up in the do, do, do that we start to leave some of the things that are important to us. And so make sure that if things are important to you, do them. So in the morning, my husband likes to cuddle in the morning. So I do cuddle with him for a little while in the morning before I get out of bed, because that is something that helps us stay connected and it's important to him and I love him. So I wanted to say that that is what starts when I wake up, but then I, I move into a place that's quiet for me every morning. This can be any place in your house that works for you. And I moved into a meditative slash prayer state and just really start to tune into how I'm feeling, where I'm tight in my body. Am I tight in my throat? I really tune into my body and then I meditate only for a few minutes, not even very long, but that sets the stage for my next practices. I call it my dream journal where I am working on certain goals. There's 10 of them. I do a 10, 10 dream journal and I write them out every single day, same 10 until I accomplish one. And then I insert the next one into that. My business is a multi-million dollar business was one that I used to always say now. And some of them might just be ones that feel good to you. Like one of them is literally, I am a patient, kind and loving mother. I want to make sure that I always am. That is still a goal that I have is to always be that. So I move into my 10 dreams journal. After that, I do my grateful gratitude journal, things that I'm grateful for in my life right now. And really that's only three to five things. It doesn't take that long, but I like to feel that sense of gratitude so that I'm set up for the day. After that, I do about 10 pages of self-help reading. Might be religious, might be not, might just be something that's going to motivate me and help me in my day, whatever I'm working on. That's what I do. After that, I do my workout because that's what works for me. And then I move on with my day. On Mondays, for entrepreneurs that want to know this, on Mondays, I do schedule out everything that I want to accomplish by the end of the week. And I put it into my calendar so that it actually gets done. So I make time for it. And with that, I also put in time like for my kids, what kid stuff do I have going on? What stuff do I want with my husband? What's free time so that when I am not working, I am not thinking about work. I get to be fully present because I think that's a huge thing where we live in the future or in the past instead of present. And so that's something I work on every day as well as like being present 
so that I don't have regrets. When you're with your kids, I don't know if you have kids, but you know, they're talking and you're not even listening to them because you're thinking about all the things you have to do. Well, if you've already scheduled it all out and it's in your calendar, then you can just turn it off and be like, yeah, I'm going to get that tomorrow at two o'clock. So that's what's in my calendar. You get to be fully present. So those are the, just like the life little hacks that I have implemented into my life that have really helped. I'm able to spend the time that I want with my family and be fully present. And then when it's go time in my business, I'm go time. I go, I do. And then I can turn it off when I, when I want to. That is so easy to have your business take over your life when the goal is actually to have a work-life balance and be able to to do both. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to mention that I haven't asked you yet before we wrap up? The last thing I would say just kind of brings it all together, I think, which is a quote that I learned when I was probably 20, 21 years old. From Napoleon Hill, if you guys have not read Think and Grow Rich, something you should read frequently. There's this quote that stuck with me and it's whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And so if it's been conceived in your mind of where, you know, you want to take your business or your life, if it's conceived, you can achieve it, but in order to achieve it, you have to believe it. And so doing that thought work and moving in that place of action, like, okay, it's conceived. I just have to believe it and I'll be able to achieve it. The mind is an amazing thing. Your body is an amazing thing. Use your resources that you have within tune inward, practice that self-trust so that you can achieve your goals and your dreams and be that person, that version of yourself. They're like, yes, that's, that's me. That's what feels good to me. That's a beautiful way to end this conversation. And for Anyone that wants to go deeper with this work and they want to stay in touch with you and work with you, where can they find you? They can find me two ways. First and easiest is Instagram. I'm Coach Amy Sanders, and that's just Coach A M Y S A N D E R S. So that's Instagram. And then you can also go to my website, which is again, amysanders.co. So amysanders.co, you'll be able to find me there as well. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we're going to put all the links in the show notes and I want everyone to check you out. Thank you so much for being here and being so vulnerable and generous with your wisdom. You bet. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been an honor. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here, to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.